Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. One of the most disturbing and dangerous teachings to have entered Christianity over the last 200 years is the dispensationalist doctrine of the secret rapture preceding the Great Tribulation and its associated errors. This teaching is now embraced by many evangelical and Pentecostal denominations despite the drought of biblical evidence. To summarize its key eschatological tenets, it is taught that Jesus will come back in secret. He will rapture his people away and then over a period of seven years there will be a great tribulation in the midst of that seven years the Jews will rebuild the temple in Jerusalem they will then accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah they will then take the gospel to the world Jesus will come back and he will set up a kingdom which will last for a thousand years on this earth whoo These are the errors of dispensationalism. They have no biblical support and they have been propped up with the introduction of a Bible called the Schofield Study Bible, which has been heavily edited to support dispensationalism and is now replete throughout Protestant and evangelical theological seminaries. Let's let's examine each one of these dispensational elements as far as our time will allow us today. A key component is their teaching that when Jesus comes back, no one will see him. This directly contradicts the words of Jesus himself who said this in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 23. Then if anyone says says unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect." Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh from the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus clearly preaches against this false teaching that his return is in secret. And the Apostle Paul also describing the second coming in a way that could never be construed as secretive. This is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Very clear, isn't it? Even John in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 says that every eye will see him when Jesus returns. Therefore, the dispensationalist doctrine is based on a falsehood, the non-biblical teaching that when Jesus returns, no one will see him. He comes in secret. Let's turn our attention now to the dispensationalist seven-year period of tribulation. Where is that in the Bible? It cannot be found. It too is a mere invention of a fallen man trying to push a fallen doctrine which cannot be supported from the scriptures. And you know what? These same false teachers stress 
expressed that the righteous will just vanish away at the secret rapture just before the tribulation. Is that right? Again, this teaching is not found in the Bible. In fact, it directly contradicts the teachings of Jesus in Matthew 24, verses 9 to 14 and 21 and 22, declaring that God's people must endure to the end. In other words, God's people are to go through to the end, go through the end time tribulation, as the Bible says. Notice these words of Jesus. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. For then shall be a great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor Oh, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days shall be shortened, there shall be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Jesus warns us in these passages that we've just read from Matthew 24 that God's people will be afflicted. They will be marginalized. They will be hated. They will be murdered by all nations for because they've remained faithful to him. They will suffer betrayal. False prophets will arise. False Christs will arise, showing great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. And then amidst this terrible opposition to God's people, Jesus says this in verse 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Endurance is the key word in this passage, and God's people are to endure to the end. Now, that's clear, isn't it? The end referred to here is the end of this world as we know it, when Jesus Christ returns with power and great glory. In verse 21, Jesus also speaks of a great tribulation, and it's only for the elect's sake that the period is shortened. The the elect must go through the tribulation. They must endure the tribulation. And all through the Bible, the elect are identified as God's faithful people. Now, let's read on now in Matthew chapter 24 and verses 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. So it says immediately after the tribulation of those days. So everything we're going to read about now follows the tribulation. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. See, Jesus said here, immediately after the tribulation. So everything we read from that continues on. And as we've read, it says, and then he shall appear, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in the heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. 
Words could not be clearer. Following the tribulation is the second coming of Jesus Christ. When the righteous living are gathered up to meet the Lord in the air and the righteous dead are resurrected at that time. Now, you'll notice that there's nothing secretive, no false promises about avoiding the tribulation. Jesus' words clearly reveal that God's people must endure the tribulation which precedes the time of their salvation at the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 adds even more weight to the point I'm stressing here. Notice these words. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, so there's second coming language, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God, and that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple as God, showing himself that he is God. You've read that Paul warns believers that before the second coming of Christ, there will be a falling away, a moral, ethical, and intellectual falling away in the last days, not only within society, but within Christianity as well, in which the man of sin will exalt himself and people, Christians, the world over will worship him as God by people who claim they follow Jesus Christ. Now, we don't have time to deal with all the errors and in fact this tawdry specious teaching of dispensationalism, but be wise what you accept as truth. Cross-examine every teaching critically by the word of God. Don't simply go by what the majority of you is acceptable or what the clergy present from the pulpits. That's a dangerous ground that you place yourself on. But if you go to YouTube, Type in my name, the title, The Cursed Book of the Bible. There you will find more information on this very important subject. Furthermore, I want to give you a series of 25 Bible reading guides called the Orchard Faith of Jesus series, which will open up the Bible to your understanding in a remarkably quick way. And all you have to do is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au go to the tab mark contact us and follow the prompts and we will mail the study guides to you wherever you are well our time has run out for now i'm rod anderson and i look forward to being with you next time remember the truth has nothing to fear from investigation goodbye for now You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith. In his excellent word, what more can he say than to you he 
That was Jesus' firm foundation sung by the Rasmussen family. 